Welcome to Unpromoted. I'm your co-host, Brandon, sitting here with your co-host, Nick. We are the sales development show. And the world about it. So buckle up, get yourself a coffee of Prospect Tears, and let's dive into this today, shall we? Brandon, kick us off with what we'll actually be talking about. This is episode one. Spoiler alert, we do not have a guest today, but starting next week, we'll have a guest each episode and we'll break down different parts of the sales development process, figure out what makes sales development reps great. We'll start it off simple, Nick. Can you just give us a two minute story on who you are and why you got into sales? Two minutes at a high level because I like money, but love sales. So what got me into this in all honesty is, uh, I would have to say the, um, passion behind driving every day, being professional, being able to have a chat, different challenge every day you come in the building. When you're getting into this kind of work, every day you're going to be faced with different tasks. So I kind of fell into the role in many ways, um, but I was already doing previous account executive work at Staples Business Depot for two years, doing business to business closing, working to clients and helping close well over a million dollars pipeline growth. Um, then transitioning into the SDR world of the tech industry. That was, um, but then di- dialing it up now as a an enterprise business development rep. Um, I think that it's really cool seeing how business is where we're going to be heading. With my prior experience, I'm interested to seeing how I'll be able to apply that for the next steps. A brief story about me. I started off working as an SDR about two years ago now. From that point, eight months later, I was building up a team of, of SDRs and sort of going through an onboarding boot camp um, and then transitioned over to the startup world where I am the first SDR and just building up the process from scratch. And I think the bottom line is we're both pretty passionate about sales and sales development through the pandemic. I think you can agree that this is this is our creative outlet. This is our way of, of sharing that knowledge and, and what we've learned along the way. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Our episodes are bi-weekly, so make sure you subscribe, tune in. Listen to, listen us. to us. So our topic today, we're, we're going to dive into rapport. Rapport, at least from my perspective, it's just about developing a connection. At the end of the day, it's developing a connection with whoever you're speaking to. Um, and being able to, you know, build a relationship, build credibility, build trust. Um, I think one thing that you'll see is that our styles are completely different, especially with talking to prospects on the phone, but they're both really effective. And like when I think about developing a connection and building credibility, it's like value. And so typically that common, for me, the common connection is typically like, can we solve a problem together kind of thing or like staying on topic? Like when you, if you've seen the Jordan Belfort video, when it talks about like the line and then like, you can only deviate so far from the line. I think for me, it's like, I stay as close to the line as possible and I rarely get away from it. And somehow your path is like two opposite ends of the spectrum that sometimes has nothing to do with anything on the call at some point you get to the end game and you'll remember this story too but when we were doing the live call evaluation i was listening into one of your calls and it started normally right like so to give everyone context questions. what's happening here brandon at one point used to be the guy basically he was the lieutenant of our of our sales department and cal was the captain Obviously, I vibed with that because he just did not bullshit around Bush. So what was really funny was learning from Brandon um, and how different our styles were, but the same approach we took to our solutions. So we're doing this live call evaluation. 
and everything is normal on this introductory call. You're going through, you're just a regular cold caller. And I had to step away at some point for something. I don't even remember what it was, but I'm coming back to like where we sat and I can hear you laughing. And to put it into perspective, like if you're within, I don't know, 40 feet of where Nick is, you can hear him laugh. <laughs> so I'm walking back into the pit and I, I'm just like, okay, what the hell's going on? And I turn the corner and my co-team lead just has this look on her face. And so I put the headphones back on and you're imitating letter Kenny. And I was like, okay, so how did we get here? And then he imitated it back. That was uh, one of my prouder moments. And so there's like a minute of this call where you guys are reenacting a script from Letterkenny with like full blown Canadian accents. I didn't know what to think. And like, I don't know, 15 seconds later, you're like, okay, cool. Just sent you the calendar invite. I'll see you on Thursday and <laughs> hung up. And I just looked at you and I was like, I'm going to have to listen to that again. <laughs> was that the day you learned that I had, a, I was cut from a different cloth from the sales team? Well, like when you came into the onboarding team, we knew you had um, like a more casual style, but it works. I've never seen a situation where you go into a call, you somehow strike up a conversation about whatever topic, and then you somehow tie it all back in and book the call. And just like, I definitely can't do that. Like I said, like I'm a straight line, like stay on topic, build credibility kind of person. And you do all those things in such a different way. Yeah. Um, I know I've uh, talked to a couple of people, of course, account executives and senior sales leaders across organizations about what they call uh, the Nick magic. And what seems to stump a lot of people is um, something that I've been told that just can't be taught. It's something that you can kind of innately have. I just learned. Honestly, I think for me, it comes down from reading people. And I used to learn a lot of it from face-to-face expressions with people. Um, so all I, I know over the phone, I only had, I lost the face-to-face interactions. So I thought I would control it all more by disrupting what we would call the normal call flow instead of having a standard program in a process that even to a degree the prospect understands when they're getting these cold out calls i'm giving them a left hook and reminding them that there's actually a life behind what we're talking about and then it actually kind of builds that extra level of rapport because i'm not just some guy i am sitting there talking about something real building relationships heck i remember brandon another video another call i think we showed you um, I was, uh, I think we were talking about going shooting and so was the prospect and we ended up talking about, I think it was a hunting trip or fishing. I just learned to adapt to the conversation and be his friend. I what used to Cal like say he, in the background about it. He didn't know what to make of it either. And so you talked about it a bit before on like adapting to the conversation. Yeah. I, I think that because while I, I honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch kind of what the an in-depth scoop of the Nick magic here. We're going to take my here serious up. <laughs> What's really important to take away from situations with rapport is anyone can do rapport. Any kind of lead, in my opinion, can relatively be a hot lead, 9 out of 10, because someone's there to have a conversation with you. There's an intent behind it. As long as they're not sitting there doing proper fact-finding, a true salesman will be able to dig in and find out what's going on. And sometimes it's just making a friendship with someone first. I find that even in the calls I'm working through now, as I'm dealing with a lot of Fortune 500 companies, most of the time I'm doing this, I'm getting emojis sent from my, these people. I'm having a good time with them. Um, I've had people who have sent me, you know, actually memes, I'll even go as far as say, from companies. And really like to build that kind of a relationship with them that's personable outside of it. And I've had people, you know, a question I want you to ask everyone here on the team as, a, as some in sales, SDR, or anything else, how many prospects wish you Merry Christmas and Thanksgiving? Like, 
it's super rare, like especially in our world, because typically you have like a one to two interaction and then they got passed off to the account executive for like the sales cycle. And so a lot of the times, like the SDR doesn't get much of a mention. The relationship is typically held with the account executive. I've gotten it like once or twice maybe, but the, the relationships that you develop with people, they remember it. Yep. And I think that that really comes down to being who you want to be within the role. Really taking the time to listen to people's pain is what's going to make that difference, in my opinion. Um, and not even that, just making sure that you actually make yourself memorable. You know how people stick to the script or stick just to the high level of work? Sure, work's important. That's something we're all going to need to do. But what else you're going to want to do is actually take the time to stand out from the crowd. Because if you get so many calls in a day, you want to be able to then they see that it's you calling or you have a call with you when you actually have an appointment that they're going to let you know. How many times, Brandon, when I, I'd get random texts from prospects, I don't even know if I ever worked with this together, but random prospects saying they couldn't make a meeting, I'd get an email from them saying, like, actually apologizing to me instead of just ghosting. I think that what comes down to that level is taking the time to stand out. And how everyone does that needs to be their own way, but you need to own it and own it does your nut. I think you hit the nail on the hammer when you said you, you just got to, like, you can't just read through the script and just ask questions because you wrote them down. Your ability to just sit down and have a conversation and like have an end goal in mind, just kind of let it flow. Like don't ask questions in an in interview form, just like have a conversation with the person. Sometimes that conversation will lead to letter Kenny or shooting and fishing, or sometimes they just start talking about their day to day, but you take it off script, have some fun with it, have a real conversation. And at the end of the day, like if there's a fit or if there's a conversation worth having with a salesperson, you'll find it. Yep. And you don't always get them on the first call. Something I want to stress to our viewers that are working in higher revenue brackets. I'm working in a company right now where I've had four or five calls with them and I'm on a first name basis with all the right people, but it's not the right time. And you turn them almost into your like internal champion going into other departments for other, let's say, avenues that you can't explore. Um, and having those relationships, every relationship you build within a company is vital because you do nothing to serve you in the future. Um, because those people not only are you building a resource for necessarily the current thing you're selling, but what about the next time, the next company you're working with? Now you're operating a book of business instead of just flipping the scripts. You're completely right. Like you're not going to book every prospect on the first call. Sometimes you're going to have to have multiple touch points with them. Um, I think one thing that I started doing, not right away, um, but one thing I started doing was writing down like the off topic things like, you know, like John is a big fan of, I don't know, a big Denver Broncos fan. So when I reach out to him later on, it's not going to be like, hey, you told me that we'd have a call in three months. Like if I call him up, the first thing I'm going to say to him is, you know, it's Brandon from wherever. Did you see the Broncos game last weekend? You know, we're going to have a chit chat about football. That's something I'm interested in. And then you know, each time you have a conversation with him, he's going to remember you. It might be as the guy you can chat football with that also has a business relationship with, but you're like, you're the prospect that stands out because you took the time in the first interaction to find that piece of information and leverage it. Nick, if you had one piece of advice to give. Use COVID-19. It's the ultimate uniter in the world. Honestly, the biggest gift I've ever seen in time is this virus to us for salespeople because there's finally something you have in common with everyone else. We're all in the same kind of idea of lockdowns, family sick, not being able to do what we want, go as we want, stuck wearing masks. If you relate to that on a human level, check in with 
them, their families, ask them how they're doing. I find that resonates with them. Um, and then I, I usually when I, I set up a call, if I want to build a rapport right away, I'll say, hey, how's it going? Look good. How about you? Look good. And I said, how's everything with COVID? Like you and your family safe, keeping well. And a lot of times you'll hear your prospect actually stop, take a step back and go, oh, well, like really well. And, and you're taking the time to go that extra layer deeper to, and, and ask something almost personal, but in a way that's strictly empathetic. Everyone's going to have something about that answer to that question. No one's immune to it. And I'm going to add on to that. Don't start each email or call with, I hope you're okay during these unprecedented times. Oh yeah. If you do that, you just fucked it up real good, buddy. You got to take a lap, make one off in the bush. I like typically what I'll do, like you're completely right. Like there's don't beat around the bush. Don't let there be an elephant in the room. Um, but typically it's like making jokes about working from home or like, Sometimes exactly. my daughter will pop in the room and I'm like, Hey, we're human. Like my daughter's sitting right beside me as I'm talking to you on the phone. Um, and it, it just kind of lets people know that you're human too. Like, like you said earlier on, like you're not just calling them strictly for one purpose or like you're not just calling them because they're a number. You're a human. They're a human. You get it. And it, it's really one of those things that helps build that relationship. So like, I agree. You could definitely reference COVID because it's something everybody shares in common. Don't be cheesy about it. Uniter. Just be genuine. Yeah. And that's it. Thanks for getting unpromoted with us today. I was your co-host, Nick Bogleclair. And your other co-host, Brandon. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our channel on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow our journey as we interview rock stars in the sales development community. See you next episode. Hold on. Wait, what can I? Wait, what can? Oh, okay. Don't go too rated R. Okay. All right. Um. Fuck, I had it written oh, down. Oh, we're called Unpromoted, Brandon? Welcome! Promoted. You're sitting here with your co-host, Nick LeClaire. I'm joined by the SDR man himself, Brandon, Brando Calrissian, Mead. And today, we're going to be talking to you about rapport. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... Um, big part of t- uh, the goal of this will be, of course, um, making sales great again and helping people out through these tough COVID times. Second reason why I would say I, who I am, why I got into sales. I am a person who is mildly sociopathic, loves people, and also because we all hope to get something out of this to get us going because we would not be doing the jobs we're doing if we don't want to fucking win. Yeah, and I mean, uh, coming on to what Brandon does, I uh, originally, ironically, was doing an SDR role in marketing, if you can believe that. Um, and then that department was quickly shut down because they did not know what they were doing. I mean, it's marketing. Uh, but on top of that, going, uh, what we were recompiled into the business development program. Subscribe to our Patreon. For $5, you get the video. And let me tell you something. You don't want it. We don't have a Patreon. We're going to get a Patreon? That's the first step we need to do this. 
then we get sponsored by Spotify, and then we make the money. It's Brandon's the type of salesman who made it where he was by being the rule, by being the man of hard work and the man of diligence and following. I am the man who is lucky enough to have a horse who shoves so far up my anus that somehow I can relate to anyone, and I'm probably going to be the one who gets out Brandon, relax. No, I don't relax. <laughs> it it doesn't happen. I know, right? <laughs> I was sitting there like, man, this man is bent up for this. I'm like, you sit there, I'm like, just make a crap. Laugh with your audience. Love your audience, Brandon. 